welcome to Good Sex, Bad Sex. This is a podcast from metro.co.uk. It's a bit like going on a date, but without splitting the bill. <laughs> or whatever his name is. Oh! <laughs> My name is Bibi Lynch. And I'm Miranda Kane. And coming up, we're going to be talking to Bron Batten, um, who is a performer and producer, about her show On Stage Dating. <gasps> oh I my know. God, would you do it on stage? Not necessarily dating, just it. It. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> if the lighting's there and the music's right. Listen, I need my equity. <laughs> Hello, uh, my name is Bron Batten and I am a producer and performer from Australia. Yes. Just for this? Just, just for this. Insane. Yeah. Are you just, big down under? I'm, I've been down under before. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long day. Um, <laughs> now, Bron, you're here because, and I have to say this, because I didn't get to see your show because every time I've seen you playing at a Fringe or a festival, mm. I saw you advertise at Perth, but you yes. were on at exactly the same time as me. Oh, no, so we were could, competition. Yeah. Damn. I could never get to see you, <laughs> but your brilliant show, you Dating. I know. You missed out. I know. I went. Oh, tell us about tell us so about the show. It was at Comedia. That's right, down in, in Brighton, in Brighton, uh, yes. part of the Fringe, mm-hmm. and it's called Dating on Stage. No, on Stage Dating. On stage. So, oh, close. So, so, so close, so close. Fifty-fifty chance. That's right. You got my name right. So that's wow. that's That'll a plus. Be me. That'll be me fucking <laughs> up the press release. Don't worry. On Stage Dating. Yes, it was a oh my god, and B, God oh my, you're so <laughs> brave. So the premise is. Please tell us what the premise is. I, it does what it says on the packet. I go for, uh, on a first date on stage with someone from the audience. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Where, they fill in, so they fill in questionnaire. Yeah, so you have to sign up. I, uh, I always tell people in the audience, you fill out a questionnaire before you come in to the mm-hmm. theatre even. And um, if you don't fill out a questionnaire, there's no chance you'll be dragged up. Um, against your will because that's awkward for everybody. I don't want to perform with someone who doesn't want to be there and, and the audience does not like it. AP is tricky so, for people, isn't it? Oh, you did a bit of an industry term. You know, <laughs> AP. Wrong. I know I GP, but not oh. AP. Um, <laughs> yes, but touch wood, I d- I've done the show 109 times now and no one has never not volunteered. So there's a double negative. So So have they or they? They they always volunteer. (laughs) There we go. When you, so Bron stands up and then we'll kind of just give out, you know, just you give the name or you give like, you say, oh, this one likes music or whatever. And then you kind of, then you reveal who's coming up. Yeah. I don't have a name or a photo or anything. I've got an age, uh, star sign, height, Favorite romantic song, favorite movie, <laughs> and a couple of other preferences around wine and chocolate and things like that. And when so. you choose the men that you're going to, mm. men or women that are going to come up for you mm. on stage, are you choosing them in your mind thinking, actually, I might, you know, I quite like the sound of this, not for comedy um, value, but for kind of, you know, love that, love. I've always said it's been two birds, one stone, but <laughs> um, I normally choose them uh, if, if someone's around my age, which I'm 35, so so to, for believability, um, that's a good thing. If someone has filled out all the questions and not left any off, and then in Edinburgh I discovered someone who hasn't tried to be too funny on the the sheet because that was a bit of a warning signal that they were going to be try and take over and try and be a bit 
yeah. a bit lively. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you don't like yeah, the lively and, and in real life. And also the, the favourite romantic song is a key thing because that comes back into the show. So a, 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 a banger there would, would put you in good stead. That's so funny. What's yeah. a deal breaker then in terms of song? Uh, something really obscure, like too obscure in New Zealand. Everyone was like, oh, it's a bit like b-side of a Bonnevere classic and I was like I, 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 we need to find it on Spotify <laughs> it has to be wham yeah cheesier like a big cheesy like I will always love you or kiss from a rose or are those are the ones you'd go for yeah careless whisper because we, we sort of sing it as an audience as a group and then we dance uh, spoiler alert we dance to it at the end so. what did you end up dancing to because BBC seen the show yeah, what did you I end up remember, I can't remember I've it was a th- good song though I think it might have been careless whisper actually probably I that guy was pretty unoriginal yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got so you had so two men came on yes and so as part of the show as well oh my goodness you then ask them if they want a second date yeah so at the end of the first date I put on noise cancelling headphones and um, the date has an opportunity to talk to the audience about whether they would like to continue or not which I genuinely cannot hear people like oh you can hear it I'm like I really can't yeah so and he chose to leave and then yeah but then and then flashed his hand he had a wedding ring oh look that doesn't necessarily matter (laughs) (laughs) I've played the show with people with their partners in the audience before it just because the show is not necessary it's not really about me getting together with someone it's about how vulnerable and intimate I can be with someone in 45 minutes or how much I can encourage them towards in towards intimacy and what's the aim of that well I don't know if you have a problem with men showing emotion here in the UK but um we have a slight you know in Australia the the, the Australian <laughs> version of, of masculinity in a in a traditional sense is not very open it's not very um emotionally articulate and the more that I can encourage a predominantly like a, a straight predominantly white man to to open up to me and to be vulnerable and to, to share you know feelings about their mothers and crying and singing and it's it's more dramatically interesting but it's more sort of culturally interesting to me yeah is that where this was born from rather than just going oh how many dates can I get? But just this it idea was, of... It sort of has... Because I've done it for three years and as I said over a hundred times, it, it it's that's what's emerged out of it. Like basically all the guy has to do to win the show is not be a dick. Like, <laughs> to, like it's like that joke about um, a male feminist walks into a bar because it was set so low. I'm like you just... <laughs> You literally, all you have to do, and I'm getting a look from Sam here, but it's true. All you have to do is be a basic human being, and watching them fail at that is. Oh my God. I love it. You do a bit in the show where your men are crotch level. Yeah, right. Is this about Twister? Yeah. Because I am wearing knickers. It doesn't matter. (laughs) Yeah, nice try. Yeah, it's a cheap joke, but I love it. I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) I am going to reassure listeners, though, that if you do want to go and see the show, it's it's improvised, isn't it? Like, you don't know who's getting up there. Yeah, because when people people come and see it and they accuse me of using plants, I take it as a backhanded compliment Mm. now because they're like, oh, you couldn't possibly have done that. I was like, well, I just did because I'm really fucking good at my job. Yeah. Yeah. What's going through your head when you're doing the show? Nothing very much. (laughs) Um, I think with improvising, if I think too much, then I'm not listening to the other person. So it's almost like you're a kind of conduit that's going to sound really wanky, but like 
you're just reacting because you need to be right there in the moment. So I'm not really thinking that much. Sometimes if the guy is really creepy or if the, the audience is uncomfortable, I'm thinking about how to fix that. Yeah. But often the right way to fix it is just to kind of really focus in on the person and, um, and try and work out what's going on for them and then try and guide the show in that way have you had many creepy guys like yes <laughs> oh. uh, not not a high percentage um there was a guy equally that thing after the first date where they leave i can kick someone off which was oh. built into the show if so, if i felt really uncomfortable i could nice. get rid of them which i did in edinburgh there was a guy one night and i was like i cannot do the rest of the Why? show what was he doing? um he i'd had a really rough show the night before and i didn't get rid of the guy and i should have and so the next night I was like, I'm not going to let that happen. And I had just a really laddie, quite drunk, uh. jerky kind of guy who's trying to be really funny and was just really like just a dickhead. And I was like, I can't, I can't I'm, I'm 20 shows in, I can't deal with you yeah. and kicked him off. Um, and then my producer said, did you see what he did when you had the headphones on him and faced away with them from them? So I can't see. And I said, no, I didn't. What happened? And on the third date, when I give the guy the beer, yeah. he comes from behind the couch. The guy had seen the beer behind the couch and had stolen the prop live on stage in front of the whole audience and when I said goodbye he had it tucked in his jacket no and when I got up to that bit in the show I was like oh I must have just forgot to preset two beers because I'm 20 shows in Edinburgh and I'm exhausted and he'd stolen (laughs) so I was like I was very glad that I kicked that guy off oh you made the right call yeah I was like what a Wow. wow. What has, what's, what have you learned? What, what shocked you in the show? What surprised you? What's either pleasantly or unpleasantly? There's been so many times where at the start of the 45 minutes that the guy's on stage, I'm like, oh, I don't know about this guy. And then, and then by the end of the third day, I'm like, wow, how, like, this person's great. Like I never would have given that person a chance. I never would have I had dismissed them and the audience had dismissed them and it can turn on a dime yeah. for them to change um, their opinion about someone. And it's often on that third date where we're talking where it gets more intimate and we're in bed and we're trying, you know, we're undressing and, and talking about our mothers and, and it, it's often in that moment that the audience will, will – you can feel them turn towards somebody, which is really – exciting and live yeah. and wonderful um unpleasantly when the guy this has only happened twice but when it does it's very unpleasant when the guy is behaving badly towards me and the audience supports him in that which happened once in Edinburgh and once in a in a regional show in New South Wales in regional New South Wales and the guy was being an asshole and kind of nagging me and making oh. fun of me a bit and normally it's in that situation the audience gets behind me because that you know I'm I'm the one in power and yeah. I can feel them side with with these guys and I was like wow that's so interesting and also upsetting because they're behaving badly and the audience is enabling that which yeah. is which is really worrying because you know for me it's really clear-cut he's behaving badly you can see him but you're reinforcing that behavior and you're saying it's okay why would someone behaving badly come on why would they want to volunteer just to show you up so that's the point they, well, they volunteer to come yeah. on to be the date to yeah because ridicule. you're on stage in yeah. center of attention you're a guy you're taking up space yeah and I like what I said. Like all they have to do is not be a dick. If they if they come on stage and try and take the space away, I'm like, no, 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 no. Yeah. This is this is mine. But ultimately, if they're 
basic human being, I'll give them like I'm like you can have the sh- have the show. They love you. Like I'm just here now. But if they take it, I'm like I'm gonna have to smack you yeah. down. <laughs> And in Edinburgh Fringe, you can just get so many drunk assholes yeah. that just because they've just spent the whole day with their mates drinking, yeah. and then it's like, oh, is this girl on step work? And it is like you said, yeah. they just they will just take up the space. And there was a guy in Edinburgh, I think it was a Saturday night, and he was a big like big dumb Matthew McConaughey like oh. white bro dude, which is sort of my favourite. <laughs> And um, in the, on the first date, like, there's a question um, from the psychology study that we, we, we use the questions from. Um, would you like to be famous? If so, how? And he went, well, you better keep trying because you're never going to get famous doing this. Oh. And 80 people booed him. And Yay. it was beautiful. They went, boo. And I just sort of sat back and just sort of waited for the booing to die down. And I said to the guy, I was like, see in the biz, this is what we call turning the crowd. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so like, you'll get the hang of it. And the, like the shock on his face because he's like, whatever I say, people tend to, like people agree right, with right. me. And yeah. they didn't. And it was like you could see the blood like drain out oh. of his face. And I was like, mwah, mwah, oh. <laughs> oh, I'm it sucking on your so toxic masculinity. <laughs> And then he spent the rest of the show trying to make up the ground that yeah. he'd lost. Like yeah. he realised that he'd fucked Did up. Did he win it back? He, <sighs> so, sort of. Sort he of. He got his cock out. <laughs> no, that only happened once in Darwin. That's another story. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh. Has this Bloody affected Darwin. Your, your dating yeah. life outside? Um, I don't know, going on dates where there's not. 100 people watching now is quite weird. <laughs> sort of trying to throw to a crowd and there's no one there. It's just the bar. But would you, like, do you think you've you've become a bit more, like, open-minded or closed-minded when it comes to dates? Like... <sighs> I I don't or know. I mean, I'm exhausted. People are like, oh, you must know a lot about dating now. I'm like, nah, still got no fucking idea. Seriously, uh, what take home for you? I, I think probably would be about which is sort of what the show is about as well, is the flippancy and the superficiality of online dating and Mm. that my friend Nicole says, I think people think there's plenty more fish in the sea than there actually are. (laughs) Like, you know, if you meet someone that you like and that like I'm always like, well, what? Like this is good. Like why? <laughs> like this, yeah. it's horrible out there. Like so, I suppose yeah. Probably I'm probably more tolerant, but also less tolerant. It depends. <laughs> when, you, it when depends. you say about the um the questions, yes, the the base um that form the basis of your of the show. Explain mm. more about that. Uh, well, it's it, you might remember it went sort of viral a few years ago. It was Arthur Aaron's 36 questions to fall in love to. And it was an American psychologist and it was about these specific questions promoting intimacy and sort of a fast track to love. So all these sort of journalists and, and people try, was like, I tried it with my partner, I tried it with my friend and now we're in love. And like, <laughs> and so as a dramatic structure, they're interesting because, you know, it starts off quite innocuous. The first date in the show is just a glass of wine in a chat so it's sort of dinner party questions and then we play a game of twister and it starts to be about ambitions and achievements and memories and then the third date is I have a sofa bed on stage a couch that folds out and each question is in a layer of my costume so as I take off my costume I encourage them to take their clothes off so ultimately if if the guy plays along which some don't and that's fine too that's consent um, (laughs) 
you that said I, that's yeah. consent. That's consent. So called consent. That's consent. <laughs> um, that you know, we're in our underwear, and I'm I'm asking them. That's when I ask them about their relationships, their mothers, and and crying and and things like that. Wow. So in the um, yeah. in the test, of the the questions. What do we want to learn about the relationship with the mother? What's what's the good answer? It's it's often like 75, 80%, oh, I love my mum. She's great, you know. But then when it's not, it's, all, you know, and they'll go so far sometimes. But then my friend in New Zealand was like, you should you should change it to how's your relationship with your father? And he was like, I think more men would, would struggle with that. So Ooh. sometimes if I have time, I'll go, oh, well, what about your dad? And then that's that can be a can of worms as well. So have you ever have you ever had a, a, a date off stage with someone you've met on stage? I've had two second dates from this show and they've both been unmigated disasters. Oh, so, <laughs> so tell us. No. Oh, no. that's all we need to know. Right? <laughs> oh, that's Again, sad. personal life and professional life, let's keep them very separate. <laughs> uh, I make them look really good on stage and then in real life I'm like, oh. Have you had audience members kind of come to you and say, oh, my, you know, I like this, I like that. Often people get together at my show. Ah. Like like the two people that, you know, that my date ends up on stage in bed with another female person often. And then often <laughs> I'll hear that, that, that those two have like met up after the show and had a drink like a few times. So it's like always the bridesmaid. Yeah, be honest. Because you can tell us the truth if you're happy about that or not because I'd be livid. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not so thrilled, but, um, you know, good for them, right? (laughs) I'm really happy for them. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, There's a couple of on-stage dating babies out there. I hope I get, you know, invited to the the wedding. Yeah, get yourself a hat. The very, very, very first time I did the show, I had a guy who was there on a Tinder date which happens a bit as well that his date watched ask on a date on their date which yeah. is very meta oh my god me. that is yeah. so weird yeah so she kind of like vetted him through my process that's actually <laughs> brilliant that's actually brilliant yeah it was very sweet and then in the bar afterwards she, he was still sort of flirting with me and she was going oh you were very good on stage to him and I was like dude you're in like oh like go. yeah so I don't I don't know what happened there maybe Married with babies, I don't know. So we are now, what month is it? June. Thank you. (laughs) June 2019? At some point. June 2019. Yes. Where are you in your tour with this? So I know you do lots of shows and we had the pleasure of you in Brighton. Yes. Are you doing any more in the UK? Uh, No, I did Soho Theatre last year, which was really fun. And then Edinburgh at Underbilly Cowgate in August. And I love playing in the UK because, you know, guys are pretty up for lols and yeah. stuff um <laughs> so brighton was was the start of may mid-may and then i'm going to romania to do the show in romania <laughs> oh my god start of july why romania I, because they wanted to book it yeah. <laughs> i'd never been to romania so why not i loved the show i just found it super interesting and you would you're just i mean it's a cliche to say but you know you're incredibly brave with it but really funny and it's really smart and it's it it's just like unraveling in front of you. Yeah, it and sounds like such a roller coaster. It is right? like that. It's a bit. It's a bit of a you don't breathe out. Well, the so. stake, the stakes are kind of in built. Like, and we watched yeah. a lot of um, first dates UK because the Aussie version is shit. But like that show is so simple in its premise, in that you know the, the stakes are like you could be watching two people fall in love, and that's and that's the kind of thing of my show as well. It's like you play the line between believability and make believe, yeah. and go. 
you know, when the guy kind of leaves because he's like, oh, I've got a girlfriend or, you know, I'm like, this is me. Like we're on stage. I've done this a hundred times. You don't think I have a hundred partners. Like, you know, <laughs> like play. It's an, it's an encourage. Like I encourage them to play with me. I'm yeah. like, play with me. Be silly. Like the show is, ends up very silly. I end up bleeding to death while dressed as a bee. Like that's very silly. <laughs> have you ever turned around to anyone from the show? Like gone to them deliberately rather than wait for them? To well, there was, <laughs> there was a guy that people still talk about in the Melbourne Fringe season 2016. <laughs> and, he he was divine and he had when I said he was a work for the Greens party which already in a lefty theatre audience is a big tick and then when I asked him um, when he cried last he said oh it was today and I said well what, what happened today and he said um, I was test driving an electric motorcycle and I cried because of the amazing possibilities that it offers oh, and the, oh, the like sorry. all the audience just that went down very well in Australia I don't know <laughs> and then <laughs> And then, yeah, and then his friend from the back of the room went, "Tell her about your band," and I was like, "Your yeah, band!" Like, and he, so he was, you know, he rode motorcycles. He worked for the Greens Party. He was in a band, and he was really cute. And so, so that was, I was like, but you know, where's your head at when you finish the show and you've had your little post-show baby shan or something, and then you go home or you're in a hotel room. Mm. Where's your head with it? You've just been in bed and played Twister with a man you don't know. <laughs> That's where alcohol comes into play. <laughs> um, I don't know. I watch a lot of BBC cooking shows. Um, nice. Being on tour is so glamorous. Um, it really, like, you Do know. You as, to well, as I said, I've done the show 109 times and it's still really hard to do. Like the last show in Brighton, I came on stage and I'm, I'm often just a bit exhausted like I'm, I'm, because you've been so you know, improvising and listening and, and on your toes mm. for, for an hour. It's, it's really quite, <laughs> it's taxing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so. you have to, we have to get it back here. It's honestly, right? Yeah. Really, uh, it's brilliant. Really People will think we're on a date. <laughs> <laughs> Miranda's dream. Right. So that would um, happen, but that would be great. No, it's brilliant. Is You're there... very bendy. Well done. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> have you got any tips for people going on dates? Have you learned any particular questions <clears> or any, um, maneuvers that you would recommend? Uh, I don't know. I, I know it's a oldie but a goodie. Um, just just try and be yourself. As my, I know, oh, I know oh, no one wants oh, to be themselves. Oh, <laughs> oh, it's not going to work for me. Okay, get really, really drunk and see what happens. That's um, I, don't, I don't know, as I said before, I think probably giving people more chances but then sometimes you hear horror stories and you're like oh no that wouldn't have yeah. don't, don't give that guy that person oh, but there's a difference chances. between giving them a chance and red flags yeah like yeah. i would say take care take note of the red flags mm. what's the red flag to you then um Everything. he turns up with his mum and his girlfriend yeah. and they're both the same person yeah <laughs> and then That's, your mum yeah <laughs> Oh, yeah, that no, I that's I wouldn't advise going forward in that situation. No. No. But I know what you're saying, like giving yeah. people chances because we seem like it's that sort of throwaway society where you like yeah. you were saying people think there's more fish than there actually yeah. are. So you get people who are like, oh, I'm, I'm not going to contact them because yeah. they had spinach in their teeth at yeah. some point. Like, yeah, you know things that you can't help, and they're suddenly like, oh no, that's a total turn. Yeah, I think because you know that you can just swipe away. Yeah, just keep swiping, and yeah. it's sort of that you know the original kind of idea was like 
we're, we've been reduced to kind of a handful of pixels and two sentences. And yeah. You can't know. You can't, like that's people are infinitely complex yeah. as, as I'm learning. <laughs> do, you, uh, do you believe those questions now? So the questions that, that are the <clears throat> – for um, the basis of your show, do you believe I, that they're... I think that they're deceptively uh, simple. I think that that they seem kind of straightforward on the surface, but they're, they're designed to reveal a lot about the person, about people taking the questionnaire. So, And it also depends on, on how in-depth you go. I did it with my director as kind of like a theatrical exercise when we were making the show. And, you know, sometimes we'd start on a question and we, we'd end up you know, 45 minutes away talking down a rabbit hole and then have to go, oh, that was just one question and then come back. So often, you know, the the date I'll I'll feel like they might not – uh, they might not be being honest with me and you can kind of tell um, particularly around the, the kind of more like when did you cry or your mother and things like that yeah. and the invitation is for honesty but obviously I can't force somebody if they're not <laughs> going to tell the truth yeah. and there was a guy at the Melbourne Comedy Festival season who went sort of fobbed off the crying question and he went no actually I'll tell you the truth it was it was three weeks ago he was a doctor he was on call he had a really bad shift um sort of a fatality in the the emergency room and then he went home and he went to sleep for a few hours and he woke up and Christ the mass shooting in Christchurch had happened uh, and he said I woke up and I just uh, cried and so he was going to kind of go oh I didn't know at a funeral years ago which yeah. is quite a common answer but then that was one of those moments where the, the crowd didn't like him and then in that moment they liked him because he told the truth he told oh. the truth he told the truth and yeah. isn't that the lesson yes Can tell the truth <laughs> <laughs> you have super on show so some beautiful quotes and reviews from the times the perfect date night oh funny clever and intimate a must-see it's five stars yeah hilarious not to be missed and, and superb. Oh. oh oh thanks well thanks, done guys. you well you thanks for coming you thought that we would like you in touch then? Pen pals? You got pen pal? Uh, <laughs> brothers, sisters, dad. Um, <laughs> leave it Priest. with me. I'll send a list through. <laughs> Thank you so no much. No worries. Ron. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you. <laughs> very much to Bron Batten I wish you'd seen the show oh my god I really do hope she manages to get somewhere in England so when we talk about it I didn't want to give too much away about the show and then when we were just chatting I was thinking actually you can't give anything away because the format's there the structure's there but because it's a different person every time yeah. it's a different show every time yeah you're not giving anything away you're giving nothing away and it's um, it's it's brilliant but it is kind of breathing and you don't breathe out until the end it's, it's hilarious hilarious but also whoa are you going to use any of her questions on dates or anything? You know, I, I think I will now. I'm going to write, because usually it's just, you know, what's your pin? <laughs> but now I'm going to ask about what's your mum's pin? <laughs> <laughs> my name is Phoebe Lynch. <laughs> and I'm Miranda, keeping my pin safe, Kane. <laughs> Good Sex, Bad Sex was produced by Sam Bonham for metro.co.uk. And... <laughs> You don't deserve that, Sam. 
Get in touch with us on Twitter at GoodSexBadSex. Triple X, that's why he doesn't deserve a word. I <laughs> know, oh, that's awful. Um, and if you've got um, a sexy question, a query, anything you'd like us to talk about on our podcast, or if you want to come on the podcast um, and you have a speciality that we haven't covered yet, please do get in touch. Info at sexpod.co.uk. And we will see you next week. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> 